For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I'm your host, Colin Cole. Of course, we have another great, phenomenal episode to bring to you. And this episode is going to be talking about the Wisconsin Badgers, obviously the Hawks' next opponent. But first, I got to introduce my resident guest host, two-time All-Big Ten, three-year starter at Offensive Tackle, the luxury real estate mogul. We got to always put that plug in there up there in Chicago, Illinois. Mr. David Porter, Mr. David Porter, please. Thank you and welcome to the show, sir. Thank you. I appreciate it, man. It's always a great pleasure to be on your show with you, man. No question, man. I appreciate you being here. Now, Purdue beat Iowa. We got to jump back to our last uh, game. We talked about uh, was obviously the Hawks coming off of the 24 to seven loss at the hands of the Purdue Boilermakers. We, we talked in depth in the last show about how that transpired and some of the things that went wrong uh, for both the offense and the defense in that game. Um, quickly, David, we can quickly rehash that. Uh, we know that uh, they, the Purdue Boilermakers had that three-headed monster of O'Connell, Plummer, and Burton. Those guys combined for 31 and 43 passing for 378 yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions, which is what the Hawks defense was notorious for, has been notorious for the entirety of the 2021 season, but uh, were unable to create any of those turnovers and were only able to pressure uh, the quarterbacks in that game and got one sack out of that game. So, David, we talked a bit about that. Um, that quickly was a recap of that game, but uh, anything to talk about quickly before we jump on into the Wisconsin Badgers as it pertains to the Purdue Boilermakers. And obviously it's important because, you know, these two opponents, well, being the Purdue Boilermakers and the Wisconsin Badgers, uh, just met this past Saturday. So what are your thoughts on those guys? Yep. You know, Purdue, I'm going to start with Purdue and go back to where we were back then. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping out we'll use that as a wake-up call, right? It was very timely. Uh, it was right before the uh, before our bye week, so it'll give us time to like recalibrate, right? That's what I'm, I'm going to call it that. We need to recalibrate what we're doing and say, okay, we thought we were decent here, we're good here. Where do we actually need to get better? All right, what are the things that we need to really concentrate on and address that, like moving forward? Right? When you have a receiver like a David Bell that comes into, I'm going to call it our home, our house, and he puts up those kind of numbers. And apparently, I, I don't quite recall, but I believe this is that's not his first time performing that well with us. All right, we we should know what we should be able to anticipate the kind of players we're going against, right? especially if we've seen it before. Just like these <clears throat> these defenses are going to start to anticipate what we're going to do on office because they've seen it before. They know what we're who we are, right? On office, they know our weaknesses. They it's been you know. It's been put out there. This was the this was the time for us to address that, right? Going through this bye week, you know, the Purdue. We, it's two ways to look at it, right? Let down or hey, that's a learning game for us. I like to see if we learn, 
right? Going from losing that game, being like number two, and then losing that game and being exposed and then having the bye week and getting that time to actually prepare for this week coming up, right? That's, that's where I like to see how, how do we transition, right? How do we get from there to back to winning, right? And are we gonna learn our lesson and address the things that need to be addressed? That's what I wanna see, yeah. I like the way that sounds, it makes perfect sense to me. And you know, that's, that's obviously you know, on the thoughts and minds of the coaches as well as us fans is, how do you make that transition? How uh, does, does this team bounce back in, uh, you know, in fashion of having the bye week following a loss like they did against Purdue? But uh, you know, this is this is an optimal opportunity to, to bounce back and obviously set the tone for the rest of the season. So, all right, David, you know, one of the things I want to hit you with, you know, it's it's interesting. Most math equations you say A plus B equals C, right? <clears throat> A Whatever A is plus B typically we'll see. Purdue beat Iowa over school by a score of 24 to 7 in the Hawks loss last game, obviously. And most recently, Wisconsin beat Purdue by a score of 30 to 13. So does that mean Wisconsin should beat Iowa? Well, well, David, before you give me a comment, this is what Coach Ferentz had to say in, in his quote in the quote uh, from his uh weekly news conference. His quote is saying, Wisconsin played just you know, just watching the tape, to me, uh, pretty much flawlessly, Iowa coach Kurt Ferris said Tuesday about the Badgers' effort against Purdue. He went on to say, I think I can say the, the same thing about Purdue's efforts two weeks ago. So does that mean A plus B equals C? Does, does the fact that Wisconsin beat Purdue and the fact that Purdue beat Iowa mean that Wisconsin beats Iowa? I'm going to say it shouldn't and no, you know, at, at the same time. Uh, it, Iowa still has a really good team. It still does. They're still number 11 in the country. Um, Actually, number nine now. Number nine. Oh, there we go. Number nine. All right. So we're a top 10 team. And I, I know Wisconsin's good. I think we have a better team, right? Um, but we're in Big Ten season. Right, you know how it goes once you're in the Big Ten. It, it, it's every Saturday you have to show up. And those inconsistencies in the immaturity, that'll start to like rear his ugly head, especially as they get more game film. We all know the eye in the, guy, the eye in the sky doesn't lie, right? So we're all watching it. The other people are watching it too. And if we're not gonna be addressing that stuff, we will get that, that another L. If we don't address the things, if we don't work on our weaknesses and take those as opportunities for us to get better and don't actually do that, they'll come in and beat us. Or we'll go there and, and, and get beat. It'll happen. We can't start slow, right? especially on offense and, and, I mean, on defense. My goodness. If we start slow again, <clears throat> get behind the ball again and lose momentum, you know, that momentum shift is a big deal. Right? You know how it is when you're playing and stuff. I don't know if you remember. You play longer than I did. You get out there. You get the crowd in it. You got momentum on your side. No, now you're walking for, with a different swag. You got that swag with you, right? When things start to go wrong, and then you have one thing after another and another and another, it makes it tough for you to see the opportunities that are there because you're not looking for them. You're looking for, okay, what else can go wrong? We don't need that. We need those people out there looking for it opportunities. I, we need, like I said last time, 
We need someone that says, hey, I'm going to be the guy. I'm going to be the guy that makes the play. Ideally, we want all 11 people on the field at once saying that they're going to be the guy. Once we get to that point, it won't matter uh, who's coming in. All right, we'll just know we're out there playing to the best of our ability. That's why I said this team is so special. They're not playing to the, up to their ability, but they're still winning. They're 6-1. and one. So I guess that's a long-winded answer to say, no, they shouldn't beat us, but they can. Just like anyone else in the Big Ten. They can come in and they can beat us if we don't play our games. No question, man. No question. You know, it's, it's interesting because, again, these are two opponents that have faced each other last last Saturday. And, you know, uh, considering the way that the game went two weeks ago in Iowa City, uh, Purdue gained 460, 463 total yards against Iowa compared to only 206 against Wisconsin. So that Wisconsin defense definitely stepped up and, and took some of uh, what they saw on film uh, in terms of what Purdue was able to do against Iowa. And they, they definitely took away some of those things. David Bell had 11 receptions. We talked about him a number of times uh, for a Kinnick Stadium record, 240 yards uh, against Iowa. He was, wow. he, he, but uh, in controversy, you know, actual uh, compared to what he did last week against Wisconsin, he was only six for 33 yards against them. He was um, against the Badgers with no catches for more than 10 yards at, at one time. So Wisconsin found ways to double team him, found ways to take him away. And uh, they, uh, they, that, uh, that in turn created a struggle for the Purdue offense to really get going the way they were able to against, uh, against Iowa. We then look at the fact that Iowa only rushed for 76 yards against Purdue, but then Wisconsin rushed for 290 yards against uh, the, the Boilermakers. So there was definitely a well-balanced attack by the Wisconsin Badgers, both offensively and defensively. And that being that you add to the fact that they're a ball control type of offense. They run the ball very well. Um, they they uh, a very mirror image of what Iowa is and what Iowa wants to be in terms of just the consistency in the run game. So all those being all those things being said, David, what are some of the key components for this Hawkeye team on both sides of the ball going into this game this upcoming weekend? You just said it. I mean, we want to be what Wisconsin is. Like what Wisconsin did to Purdue is what we what I wanted us to do to Purdue, right? Control the the line of scrimmage, get that offensive line pushing those guys back, right? Being sticky. Sticking together on that double team till you drive your defensive lineman up to the linebacker, right? That that's where you get that that, that God, you you get that equilibrium in your offense. Like you said, it's a very even-handed play selection. So the defense, you leave them, they're off guard, and no matter which way they go, right? they may win a couple of things here and there, but they're going to lose eventually because they just can't be right. Our offense is not there yet, right? Uh, I wish that we were, but. I'm hoping that by week we took the time to actually address some of those things. Really do. We get our offensive line together. And the way I see it, I'm I'm old school, right? We're in the Big Ten season. And it's about to get cold, wet, and you know, cold, wet, and dark soon. You have to be able to run the ball. You have to. It's Big Ten season. If you can't run in the Big Ten, hey, good luck. I agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. You know, considering 
the, the, the temperature change, considering fall is obviously turning into winter. My place is getting cold, probably going to get some snow here in the next couple of weeks. You have to be able to round the ball. You have, that has to be an area of emphasis. That is a strength of the Wisconsin Badgers. Their front line, they average over six foot four across the front. And so they, they're big guys. And that's one of the things about uh, Coach Chris's offense up there in Wisconsin. He has some big athletic guys on that offensive line, six four average across the board, 320 plus across the board. Uh, what does that mean for our defensive front and our defense who has struggled in creating a pass rush and getting sacks over the last number of games? For our defense, we need to be the three and out, right? If we can get them three and out, get our uh, our defense aligned, you know, reestablishing their line of scrimmage, right? Creating a new line of scrimmage with the offensive line, or at very least holding their ground. And we get our linebackers to free them up so they can fly around and clean up the, the run game, right? Clean up the running back. Spy the spy the uh, the QB if we're not going to do the safety. It allows our secondary to do what they like to do. Ball hawk. Yeah, they're pretty good at that. They're still really good at that stuff. It's not just one game. Our defense, if we do that, get some three and outs, that, that's what we need. Right? That that way they stay fresh. It is defense. It's just how it is. It, it it's almost like they're like <laughs> I, they're so athletic on defense. You have to be, right? Because uh, a lot of it's reactive. A lot of the stuff we do on offense, it is reactive somewhat. For the most part, we know which way we're going. So you guys, the defense reacts for a lot, uh, and it takes a lot of energy to do what to do what defensive people do out there on the field. Getting a three and out is essential for this defense, right? Because our offensive line, we need to be able to drive the ball. And if we can't drive the ball, those big heavies are going to start to lean heavy, really heavy. And our D-line, as good as they are, defense as good as they are, there's only so much they can take. So if we get our defense, you know, staying fresh, getting three and out, I mean, the best thing we can do is give our defense a rest so they can get out there and do what they do. We know they're good. It's one of the best defenses we've had in a very long time. No question. No question. Still top 10 defense in the country. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be a lot of work, though, considering what this uh, what this what this uh, Badger offense brings to the table. But uh, I feel as though, honestly, you know, if uh, if the offense is able to adjust some of the things that we're unable to, especially as it pertains to staying on the field on third downs in the last games, really throughout the season, there's been an overall emphasis and there's been a struggle at times to be able to to us uh, to stay and sustain those drives so i do agree i think i think that uh, in eight in order for this hawkeye team to emerge with a victory on saturday uh controlling the line of scrimmage being able to run the football uh the, the key passes when they need to come across with uh with spencer are going to be obviously huge but uh yeah. establishing the running game and taking it to a very strong uh uh, defense, Wisconsin Badger defense, that uh, is a multiple front. Uh, they get downhill. They get after it. They have big, huge uh, linebackers on the defensive side. So it's going to be a, a huge test for this number nine Iowa Hawkeye team, see if they can bounce back after a loss because currently uh, they're on a one-game one, one losing streak. And um, this Badger team is not feeling sorry for them whatsoever. You know, they, they've experienced some losses this season themselves. They're four and three. Uh, obviously coming off of the huge win against Purdue, but they lost game loss. They have losses against uh, Penn State, 
as well as Notre Dame and of course Michigan. So they, uh, they, they've had a bit of a tough go of it this season, but um, they're a very capable opponent. You know, I think that last couple of weeks I've been sipping the syrup a little bit much, sipping the potion, talk, talking a little bit too highly about these Hawkeyes in terms of how they've performed. You know, I think that I've been uh, very much so excited about how the team has performed. However, there have been times that, uh, you know, there, there have been areas that they have that they have to fix. And so given the opportunity to have a couple of weeks off, I feel like this is the prime opportunity for this coaching staff to come together and really pull it all together in hopes of creating another, getting another win in, in trying to create, a, you know, the best opportunity moving forward to win the Big Ten West and still get the opportunity to head out to uh, Indianapolis in December. So anything else you got for us, David? What are your three keys or, uh, to winning this game against the Badgers on Saturday in Wisconsin, might, might, might I add to you? This is, I mean, we're, it's, our, it's an away game, right? And it's, we're in Big Ten season. We're, we're going against a really big opponent. Like, literally, they're big people. We don't want to get behind. Right? That, that offensive line starts to just be able to pin their, pin their ears back and just fire off the ball. That, that'll get real different for us very quickly. So we have to start fast, all right, on offense. It's mainly we really have to start fast on offense and defense. You know, uh, we playing a complete game. And that's going to be number two, getting our offense, defense, and special teams all in it together, like putting together a complete game. That hasn't happened yet this game or this year, this season. Um, <laughs> the third thing, we're going to have to really understand, did we actually learn from what our mistakes, right? Because if we don't address them, if we don't look and say, okay, this is not working, we need to address that. The, the eye in the sky doesn't lie. And we've had two weeks to do it, right? Th that's where it's gonna be, right? Get those three things, start fast, right? Make sure we are prepared, right? We've addressed our opportunities to get better, right? And, and yeah, put together a complete game. We do that, that's it. We're going to be pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree with you. You know, it's going to be a great opportunity for this offense to bounce back. That's one of my keys. Getting the the run game established. Uh, definitely working to get uh, Mr. Goodson the ball as much as possible in the run game. Uh, they were definitely there was a lot that Purdue did to uh, disrupt this offensive line and this offense in that last game. And really, they they put a lot on film in terms of how to attack this offense. So. It'll be interesting to see how they get kind of gone back to the, the drawing board to retool this thing to, to move forward throughout the rest of the season and kind of get these guys going. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works in terms of uh, offense. I'm looking for the offensive line. I'm looking for the run game to be established. Secondly, I'm looking for this defense to bounce back after uh, a showing that I'm sure they're not proud of. There were some suspect calls at times, there were, but there were also some some opportunities that uh, they that this defensive unit had against the Purdue Boilermakers where they were unable to finish and execute and get the Boilermakers off the field. So I'm interested in seeing how this defense bounces back. And then thirdly, special teams. You know, we, we, it uh, goes without saying how important that group is, is to this team and to this program, always has been. Uh, we we got to continue with the, the great streak of punting by, by our, our guy. 
the Aussie bomber, but then we also we had a missed field goal by by Mr. Caleb Shulak. So I'd love to see the special teams bounce back and especially play a, a key role. And I expect them to play a key role in a more than likely low scoring defensive battle this upcoming weekend uh, up there at Camp Randall Stadium. So it's going to be interesting. You know, these ones always are, you know, they play each other every single year since uh, 2015 when they started doing the playoffs. So it's going to be, or 2014. Uh, so it's going to be interesting because this is, uh, these two teams mirror each other a lot. Uh, these two head coaches know each other very well. These two offenses and defenses know each other very well. Uh, it's going to come down to grit, grind, and, and who wants it more on Saturday up in Camp Randall. So with that, I am your host, Colin Cole. Thank you for joining me on Hawk Talk. Thank you, Mr. David Porter, for joining me and creating the, the great environment to talk some Hawk sports, buddy. I appreciate you. You know I enjoy this, man. This is great for me. Awesome. Awesome. With that, everyone, thank you all for again for joining us on Hawk Talk. This is our show for the day. Uh, once again, God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.